Hey everyone, welcome to Girl Things Podcast. I'm Naomi. And I'm Erin. And this is a space to chat about navigating your 20s and 30s, being a young mum, relationships and everything in between. Join us two lifelong friends for weekly episodes to dive into the highs and lows of life. Hello everyone, boys and gals included. (laughs) We are doing episode two today, which is very exciting. Just want to say thank you so much to everyone that gave us really lovely feedback on episode one. It was very heartwarming and encouraging. We were very much wanting to just cancel and not do it. Just give up, throw the towel in, but we didn't. We're still here. Uh, But yes, this episode, we are going to chat a little bit about Erin's journey and experience becoming a young mum. Less so about her birth stories. We can save that for another episode if people are interested, which TBHI would be. Uh, But yeah, it's just going to more be about that transition from being just a young gal in your 20s to becoming a mother and keeping these little small humans alive. So before we get stuck into that chat, we're just going to go through our highs and lows of the week. Ezzy, do you want to start, Del? What's your high or your low? Um, I'll start on the low. So I think this week my low is just getting such little sleep. Like I, Melo has been sick all week, literally seven days uh, and just not sleeping. I've like averaged probably you know, I don't even know, not a lot. And this morning started at a 3.37. So going strong. Gorgeous. Uh, yeah, really uh, had a great week with my kids to jump into the motherhood episode. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. But that was my low just being, honestly, my cup is just like in negative. Yeah, not even, not, not even, even empty. Right <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but my high was releasing the episode on Wednesday we were both so nervous honestly I could have vomited but it was <laughs> exhilarating it actually was you know what I think it's people always say you know like life coachy kind of people shout out Matt Rosser life coachy <laughs> life coachy people are always like do things that scare you yeah challenge yourself do something scary every day and I can say it's very I don't know what it does to your brain, but it makes you feel real good. Yeah. And I think as well, like if no one listened and, mm. or if people were like, oh, yeah, it's good, I would have died. But oh, I would have died. I would have not spoken to anyone in my life ever again. You and I would have moved to a deserted island somewhere. Um, yeah, no. But yeah, it was so, it was so nice. It's heartwarming. But yes. uh, and then, yeah, you go. Tell me your highs and lows. Your uh, high and low. My low of the week is just struggling to be in a good little routine with moving my body, going to the gym because I'm doing 12-hour shifts. So I don't really go. Well, I physically don't think I could go on a day that I do 12-hour shifts. Then when I have days off, it's less of a priority for me because I'm trying to see people, which is way more fun than going to the gym, mm. trying to catch up with people and just live my life. Be a social gal. Be my social self. Uh, but yeah, well, actually I did go to the gym yesterday, but it was just to do a poo uh, <laughs> because God. it was on the way to seeing Tony's mum. It's yeah, my gym is in a really convenient location. So technically I went to the gym yesterday. You are the only person I know that would just pop into the gym in what was probably like a dress. Yeah, it was and a cute a quick little quick. outfit. Definitely wasn't active wear, that's for sure. Oh so people God. would have been like, and like full face of makeup. 
um, people would have been like, what is this girl doing? Oh my God. I was trying to be so stealthy though. I didn't make eye contact with anyone. Just whipped in, quick little poo and out we went. Oh my uh, God. So yeah. Of course you did. But yes, my low is just, just not getting my money's worth from the gym membership. <laughs> uh, and my high of the week is physically, I'm just feeling so much better compared to where I was at in episode one, which is a bit of a Debbie Downer vibes. Uh, with the old sicknesses. Physically, I'm feeling much better. I just feel like I've turned a corner. I have a lot more energy again. I'm feeling like being social, whereas a couple of months ago on my days off, I just, I genuinely didn't want to do anything. It was quite depressing, actually. I didn't really want to see anyone. I just kind of wanted to hide away and sort of rest. But yeah, I feel like I've got my my mojo back. <laughs> She's back. She's back, baby. Uh, so that feels really good. It's nice for my little brain as well. I feel a lot less sort of down and out. So yeah, that's... We love that. Yeah. And what's something that you're loving? I forgot to say mine, but what's yours? Um, Something I'm loving is the little crumbled food. I think they're called beauty bites or beauty bars. They're so yummy though. And they're really of, good. Not that you should deprive yourself of treaties because we love Absolutely a little cake, a little chalky. But these are kind of so yummy. You feel like you're having a little chocolate or a little cake, but you're not. It's like really clean like ingredients. Healthy. Not that they were, we're like, oh, we eat clean. We don't. Oh, absolutely not. Have. You you eat a lot cleaner than I do, but um, I absolutely don't. I do clean. when I'm working, but I had a burger for breakfast yesterday. So like an actual hamburger for breakfast. Yum. Anyway, loved it. Uh, so yeah, that's something I'm loving. They're just... Easy to whip out at work for a quick little Arvo pick-me-up. Yeah, yum. Yeah, what about you, Talon? Um, Something I'm loving is it's been a bit hot lately and my skin's been very, very dry. I mean, it's always kind of dry, but Mm. I love my... I love a good face mist. You do. And I really love the one I'm using at the moment, which is the go-to Zoe Foster Blake's skincare brand. Uh, Their face mist, which I think is pretty new. It's very new. And yeah. it's pretty cheap. Like, it's like 30 bucks or something. Not bad. Um, Yeah. It is for a face a mist. mist. It? Yeah. It, it is a small mist, but I've had it for, like, since Christmas. <laughs> so <Two months>. long. <laughs> um, no, that's But not, I love it. It's not terrible. And to be fair, they do use quite good ingredients. They do. Yeah. And I really like it. And my skin feels feels good, feels hydrated. Love that for you, Delling. Okay, let's get stuck into episode two, Mummy Chat. Let's go. All right, Ezzy, we are going to chat about your journey into becoming a sexy young mummy. And it's less about your birth stories. I think I mentioned that before. We can save that for another episode. It's more about your shift into that motherhood kind of mentality from from a young age. So my first question for you is, did you always want to be a mum? I did. I think I've always wanted to be a mum. I've always wanted to have kids kind of young as well. I remember just growing up, we would play mums and dads and I'd always be the be the mummy carrying around a little doll. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I've always wanted to be a mum and, and it was never, I never questioned whether or not I would have kids. I always assumed and felt like I would have kids. Yes, you've. I feel like you've never been like, oh, I don't know. Whereas that's me. I'm more like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. You were definitely, yeah, you were giving maternal vibes from a young yeah. age. You... Before you had kids, felt like my my mum at times. Yeah, I'm also. That's probably the controlling part of me that's <laughs> bossing you around. But okay. uh, I'm accepting. 
Yeah, no. Always wanted to be a mummy. Love that for you. You're a great mummy. How did you find that transition from being... You were young. You were, what, 24 when you Something, were... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when you were fell pregnant with Mars. How did you find that transition from being young? You didn't really have any major responsibilities outside of just working. Mm. How was that, keeping a small human alive? I think I struggled... I did struggle. It's it's like there are two parts to it. I think like half of it is that it's the best thing ever and I loved it and it was probably one of the happiest times in my life, like being immediately sort of postpartum with Mars. Those first six months were just Bliss. such a joy. I loved them, mm-hmm. um, of course. But yeah, it's so hard. I mean, I wasn't going through with a lot of – well, I wasn't going through with anyone that I knew really and Enrico's obviously a guy who doesn't he, – he, he can empathise um, – sort of but he we love you Rick but um he doesn't get it he doesn't he didn't know exactly what I was going through just like I think anyone's like partner would would be the same but I found it really hard I think there were times um oop motorbike uh I think there were times that I really really struggled and felt super lonely and um isolated do you think that had you had more people around your age in your life that were pregnant or were expecting a child do you feel like you would have felt a little less lonely yes and no I mean I think it would have I would have felt less lonely in that I could talk to someone and be like you're feeling this too right it's not just me I'm not crazy kind of thing but I do also think that it is everyone also experiences pregnancy differently and also has a different baby and Mm. a different lifestyle and different priorities so yes from this in the sense that I feel like I would have been able to like comfort myself a little bit more with Mm. like knowing someone else was feeling similar things or similar aches. Like, especially when you're pregnant, there's so many little things like you're looking at the toilet paper every time you wipe, every time you wipe, checking that there's no blood because you're like so anxious about Mm. that. And then when the baby's not, like there's so many little things that it would just be helpful to be like, you felt that too, right? Yeah, Yeah. Um, but then yeah, everyone also experiences different things. Everyone's like, not everyone's as anxious as I am. Mm. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it would have helped, but then also there are so many, you know, I am also lucky to have experienced it with everyone giving me like a hundred percent of themselves. Yes. That's, that was really special. How do you feel like your relationship with your body changed if it did, you know, Mars being your first baby and then with Mello, your second baby, were there differences? Just generally, how was the the body vibes? Both very, both times very different. I think with Mars, I was a lot younger. So my body did, I guess, bounce back um, afterwards a lot easier, but I also felt kind of confronted with the changes because mm. I, I I didn't expect a lot of them. There are so many little weird things that your body does when you're pregnant or postpartum that you're like, uh, am I going to drop dead? What's going on? Is this oh. normal? <laughs> um, especially for an anxious gal like me. Uh, but I think with Mars, when I was pregnant, I was so, I felt just like, the probably the most confident I think I've ever felt in my whole life like to this day I love that I felt so good I just felt like curvy and like 
sexy and just like I felt great. I mm. loved it. Um, obviously there were there were days where I was like, oh my god, like my boobs, why are they fucking e cups? And like yeah. just I felt gross. But you did have big in bitties. general, yeah. Loved. Oh them. my god, I hated them. But in general, oh, I, I would that. If I ever have a child, I hope I get big knockers. I mean, they're only going to grow so much. Ugh. Then you might get like C cups. Oh, that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, C, C cups like the sweet spot. Yeah. In, in my personal opinion. Yeah. But yes, you had your obviously big belly, big boobies. Loved, loved it. Um, postpartum, yeah, kind of bounced back. I felt okay. I mean, obviously those first few weeks you're like feeling a bit gross. It's so weird though. Like I actually probably don't have the best relationship with my body, which I am very well aware of, but something that I am frequently working on. We can talk about it in another episode. Maybe <laughs> that's for another episode. Um, yeah, um, but I even now will look at photos of like when I first gave birth to Mars, like the day I gave birth to him and be like, Ugh. Oh, that's so sad. Isn't it? I mean, yeah, I think it it's sad, um, but it's just like, Oh, it's annoying. It is so. annoying. I mean, I don't know many women that would be like, Look at my double chin, so cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wish I was like that, but I'm not. But I guess I guess there's people who care less, definitely, who would just really embody that sort of confidence. And I wish I was like that. Oh, me too. I would love to I have someone to come on the tips. podcast who is like that and they could be like, this is how and things that you can yeah, do. Yeah, just like a body posy coin. Yeah. Love that. Unfortunately, not always us. Yeah, no. Um, but I think it's important to be honest about that. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, I would say with Mellow, my body changed way, 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 way more than mm-hmm. it did with Mars. And it still is very different. And I still struggle with it now. But I care less. Yeah, right. In the sense that I, my brain is so full of other things that my body just yeah. has to take a back seat. Yeah, mentally you can't really think about it too much. Because... Yeah, but I would say like if I'm in like a really anxious headspace, like it'll add to the, mm, the to that. Yeah, but it's just hard because your body, my body's never going to look the way it did before. I had kids, my hips are wider, my boobs are bigger, saggier, my my skin is different. My you know I carry weight in places I didn't before, and that's that's normal, and I should be okay with that, but. It's hard to get used to. I mean, I had that body, the body I had before for almost 25 years, and I now have this body. It's only been, Mm. you know, especially since Mellow, it's only been 18 months. So It's so funny to me. Giving myself 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm 50, I'm going to look how I did when I was 25. (laughs) No, but I just feel like it's so interesting to me as someone who's, obviously I'm not you, but the way I look at you, you to me, you look like how you did look mm. before you even had masks. Oh, it's so annoying. Yeah. It honestly pisses me off. I'm like, yeah. What? why are my eyes like magnifying glasses for my body? Yeah. It's so annoying. It why is. are we like this? Ugh. Anyway. I know. God, get us a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. Still, still an ongoing. Still an ongoing battle, just like I think it is for everyone, kids or not. But... Obviously, there's a lot I've had to kind of get used to over, you know. Yeah. The last four and a bit years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Awesome. My next question for you was, did you or do you ever get FOMO being the only one in, I guess, our wider group of friends and sort of social circle having kids? No one else that we sort of will hang out with no one has kids no they no one even has like dogs 
yeah. sorry, next closest thing if you're yeah, yeah. a millennial. No one's even thinking of having kids. Really. I mean, maybe it's a thought, but no one's like actively planning or mm. trying as far as I know to have a kid. Um, I'm trying to be like super self-aware and answer this because I want to be like, um, no, I don't think so though. I think I'm the thing a- is as well, you're not... Uh, you're not like me in the sense, well, I feel like I'm a little bit less FOMO focused, but yeah, you are someone who is quite happy. Like you love being at home and just sitting on the couch yeah. watching a movie like by yourself. Yeah. I don't, I don't really get FOMO. I think Enrico does. I mean, I don't want to speak for him. He can speak for himself one day when we have him on as, a, on as a guest one day, but I don't really, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's anything that I'm like missing out on you know mm. like yeah there's I'm sometimes I have to miss like social time but also like I do have people who can look after the kids when I really want to go somewhere um there are probably times where I've been like oh like I'm a bit sad that like I wasn't able to be there or you know what I I think it's less physical physically being there and it's more so the the mental gap it's like mm. um I'm trying to think of an example, but like, I think the thing that I struggle with is if I'm there, people are obviously going to ask me about the kids or about parenting. And I hate getting into that, like, like them being all I talk about, like, you know, sometimes it feels like that's all I've got to give, which is not, which I know is not true. Like, of course. And I know that the people that love me know that as well, but I think you just, I get stuck talking about just talking about my kids and it's like, you don't care. Like, I'm what, like, I don't know. Well, no, that people do care, but I understand what you're saying. It's yeah. like there's more to you than just being a mum. Yeah, like sometimes I think about like, oh, that's – I wonder what the girls talk about or the boys talk about when, when I'm not there or when we're mm. not there. Like they're not talking about kids. They don't have kids. Yeah. So, but it's like when I'm there, it's, we're often talking about kids. Yeah. So it's like I think I get maybe like a bit of, I don't know, mental FOMO. Yeah, that's I don't so know. interesting. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how else to describe it. But, yeah, I would say that that's the only thing. Physical FOMO though – Enrico, I'll just send Enrico and happily sit at home. Yes. With with the babies. With the babies. Put them to bed, watch TV. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like prior to having kids, you were some wild party animal that would love to go out for drinks or, you know, go clubbing <laughs> with a big group of people. Neither that of us are like that. would be laughable for the people that do know me. Yeah. How embarrassing. I would oh never do that. Um, I wish I was sometimes. Sometimes me too. I just wish that I had this... You know, no, you know, I know that our 40s are going to be just, we're going to be crazy. We're not, babe. We are. Okay. Don't, can don't bring that negative energy Sorry. in here. We are going to be fucking wild. No, because- I mean, who knows for you? You'll probably have a fucking kid at 40, but probably. at this rate, yeah, 40s are going to be it for us. Okay, love that. We're just going to like, what? What are we going to do? Go out, don't party. Know. Something. What a fun kids do. I don't want to do that because the older <laughs> you get, the more tired you get. So yeah, also, yeah. Look, this is true. We're gonna do something fun. Maybe we'll just travel heaps. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like it's more again a societal pressure to go out when you're young and you know really party and live it up. And I mean, people. Some people genuinely love that, but then I do wonder how many people just do it because they feel like that's what they should be doing at that yeah. age. Whereas we never, we never succumbed to that. No, I, part, it's partly because I'm, <laughs> I definitely am probably, but it's <laughs> partly because I am a bit lazy and I am a very much an introvert. You are, yeah. So. 
I love being cozy on the couch. Love a little cozy couch time. I mean, I do as well. All right, my next question. How does it feel having me as your sort of closest friend and me not having kids? Has that ever been challenging for you? Be honest. Oh my gosh, tea. <laughs> You've never asked we're me gonna, this before. We're about to have a fight. <laughs> no, I've never yeah, asked you this. Wow. Uh, the podcast providing opportunities for really brutal, honest I know, I have a good one for you too, I think. Um, uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I can't like I can't think of an example. Yeah, like you're not, sorry, not a very juicy yeah, answer. Okay. But you could just say yes for the content. I I don't really think so. I mean, there are obviously things that you don't get or can't get because you don't have kids. But like, I don't. You're I'm not, not resentful. Or... No, I'm not resentful about that. It's just like the way it is. I don't. Yeah, I honestly can't think of anything. You like. I'm also very honest with you about like. I wouldn't call them boundaries, but like about things that like that's so weird that I said boundaries too because like we literally have yeah, not boundaries. one boundary where our <laughs> yeah. skin's essentially sewn together. Um, no, but like you know, I've said to you like oh, I hate it when people call me at like between like five and yeah, eight at night. Yeah, yeah. Like just don't please yeah. for the love of God, and you never would do that. Like yeah. you just know. So like maybe if you did that constantly, it would annoy me. But you literally have never done that since I said to you that I hated it. Yeah. So well, I can't and think I, of anything. I think the benefit of being so involved in your life, you don't get a choice. And then <laughs> by default, your children's lives and being a part of that whole experience, it gives me a really good understanding of the reality of the situation. Yeah. Like it is so all consuming. Yeah. So yeah, I think that could potentially be why I'm not calling you at t- two a.m. having a crisis. Like you need, I need to talk to you. No, you're I like you're very that. like considerate, and you. I yeah, yes. I really, I really can't think of anything mm. literally at all. Yeah, I'm. I can't okay, think of anything. Fine. If I Boring. do, I'll uh, report back. Yeah, don't yeah. piss me off. <laughs> now I've got a platform to call you out. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, another question. What impact did or does having kids, how does it impact your relationship with Rick, your husband? Um, do you feel? How do you feel like it changed your relationship? Oh my gosh, so much. Mm. I think anyone who says it doesn't. Liars. Either lie. On it, truly, you're either a liar or fuck, there's something wrong with us. I don't know, like. Tell me your secrets. I don't, I just, we still love each other. We still, you know, but that we have, we have way more, way less space for each other than we Mm. had before. And that's really hard. I think that's like something, I mean, I think I know we're going to do like a relationship episode. So I think that will, obviously I can dive into this a little bit more then, but yes, it changes it so much. From, you know, the very day that I brought Mars home to now. And Mars is four years old and we have Melo, obviously. But it's it's just different where we're, we're navigating. We're so tired. We're mm. navigating two other small humans that have huge emotions. So when we have big emotions, it's like it just exacerbates everything going on, which which is rough. I've, I've really struggled with that. And, you know, I hold way less space for Enrico. I think he's still in his defense holds a lot for me, but mm. because I have, I don't know. I feel like I have just the mother, the load of motherhood is just different. I don't know how to describe it. There's a really other, actually, I think you shared it with me. There's a really yeah, good the, podcast um, episode. 
if anyone is a mum and wants to be really validated in your feelings <laughs> yeah. and the experience of motherhood and the impact on your relationship and things, it's Ladies We Need to Talk. It's an ABC podcast and it's called like the motherhood mental load or yeah, some, men- something like yeah. the mental load of motherhood, something like and that. And it's so good and just honestly so spot on. And so I think, yeah, Enrico holds a lot of space for me he still, you know, will check in and he wants to spend one-on-one time and hang out and all of those kinds of things. But honestly, when I put the kids to bed, I cannot, I don't want to speak a word. Yeah. And it's got nothing to do with him. I'm just exhausted Mm. and I work full time as well. So I think that obviously adds to it, but yeah, I just, well, and you are still breastfeeding mellow. You are up all hours of the night. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And obviously it's a, it's a season and we, we do try yeah. and like actively remind each other of yeah. that when things are getting a little, a little, uh, heavy. heavy, but yeah, let's, we should talk more about that in, in another episode because yeah. I think, I well, think people would, would, I think people would it. appreciate it. And people, even if they don't have kids, maybe you guys would have some advice or insight that could help people entering into that sort of parenthood stage yeah, and things maybe. that they could maybe do or discuss prior to having kids that might, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I do think it's, I think it's an inevitable kind of thing to oh, happen. Oh, 100%. I don't think you But then you have it. people who are like, I saw him or her hold the baby and I've just, I love them so much more. And I'm like. Did you ever feel like that though? Did you ever have that moment of Rick being like holding Mars or Melon being like, oh, I love him so um, much. Yeah, of course, but... You can say no. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no I did. But it, but less, like, less romanticised than that. Yeah. I can, I can vividly remember after I had Mellow, quick sidebar, but after I had Mellow, he was, like, standing beside the bed and he, like, picked her up and he just looked so, like... In love. Shook and, like, oh, in yeah. awe, like, yeah, yeah. of her. And I remember, like, I took a photo of it. Um, maybe we can put it with the episode. Yeah, let's put it with the episode. And cute. it's so cute. It's not the best photo, but it's just, like, a cute, like... And I remember being, like, oh, like, we made that. Like, that's so nice. And, like, mm. really, like, really appreciative of him. And during both of my labors, I've felt more connected to him than ever, ever before. Like, mm. he's really, like, been incredible. So there are parts, of course, but I just think that our relationship and parenting is so romanticized. Like, and I remember that really contributing to like me feeling mentally low because I was like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with us? Where in reality, nothing is wrong with me. Nothing is wrong with us. It's just this narrative that's put out there of everything being so beautiful and perfect. And like this love bubble. Yeah, it is. It is some days, it is some moments, but there are moments that are just fucking hard. Yeah. And sometimes they span weeks and sometimes mm-hmm. they spend seconds so months yeah like some people struggle for a year i think to feel reconnected to their partner or oh longer. totally like, and there's so many different aspects of that there's mental there's physical yeah. there's emo- like there's so many different parts but yeah i think we talk more about it in another episode because i could go on and on and on yeah and i think it's an important sort of topic to to cover so yeah, i don't great. think people really know how impactful it can be um okay my my next question it's a bit of a tricky one, but what would your best piece of advice be for other young mums or people who are pregnant or thinking of becoming parents? Hmm, my best piece of advice, I should have given this a bit more thought, but I think it would be something that I'm terrible at 
and should probably take my own advice. Always the way. But it would just be like, also it depends what type of person you are. But if you're the type of person that I am, it would be, you need to accept the help that people are offering. Like if someone throws out a little, oh, let me know if you want me to give you a hand. Don't say no. Don't say no. And also don't just assume they're saying that because they have to say that. Like I know in my life, people want to help people you. want to help like if you're saying that you're not just saying because you feel like you're not you know ticking a box you're saying no and you even then you me. will still be like no no it's fine like i can do it yeah and like if i'm telling you so no like, annoying um that's, but yeah that's yeah. A, that's something that i really need i feel like i have improved but i really do need to need to uh get better at because you need help it takes a village it really does truly yeah I also feel like if you're someone who one of your really good friends has had a baby and you don't have kids and your main Mm. thing in life is just sort of working and living your best life, don't even offer the help. Just do do it. it. Yeah. If you go over to visit the baby, don't ask like, oh, what can I do around that? Just fucking get up, wash dishes if there's dishes, put toys away. Mm. If there's a basket of clothes, like fold it up. And I'm not even saying this to toot my own horn. But, like, if I go to your house and I see yeah. clothes on, like, Mellow's mattress or something, I'll just start Hold folding them. it while we chat. Like, we'll yeah. just sit in the room and fold clothes together and... I think you are, like, a very... Like, to be fair, I wouldn't have done that prior to having a kid. Like, yeah, I, as, as like, a childless person, I'm mm. not... You are very much that type. Like, you're a real helper. Like, you want to do... You want to do things. You come over to my house and pick up a vacuum most times yeah you, it helps that i love to clean <laughs> yeah it does you've cleaned my house both like deep 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 clean my house both times oh, I before i've that. had the kids you great. always vacuum like you refill the water just little water <laughs> jug like little little tiny things that just to be fair darling take you, away from i feel like it's pretty equal because like tony and i'll come over and you'll be like do you guys want dinner and then you'll make us dinner it's like yeah like it is but i just mean i wouldn't have done those things necessarily before yeah before having having a kid i would have been like oh maybe they don't want my help but it's like no just help of course they want help they're fucking run off their feet and they're not sleeping do whatever you can yeah and if you don't feel like if you don't feel comfortable walking in and just cleaning up (laughs) picking up the vacuum yeah hey where's the vacuum guys (laughs) it's fucking filthy in here (laughs) um Cook a meal. Yeah. Cook some dinner. If you can't cook, take dinner. If order like Uber Eats, like just a little yeah, something. do something. You know, um, make them some fucking two minute noodles. I don't know. Just yeah. do do something. I think you know it's it's nice to get gifts and all that jazz, but yeah, they sometimes probably don't need it. Yeah, don't need it because I think you and Enrico did a really amazing job. With Mars being born, you did not have anything in excess. Like, you didn't even have excess of clothes, nappies, nothing. You didn't buy any, like, fancy, I don't know, tech or anything. We're also just, like, allergic to clutter. I cannot handle it. Like, it will send me down a spiral, like, to tears. Yeah. So, I think that was, like, obviously a big driver of that. But, yeah, I think help. I'd be exactly the same, like... Okay, thanks for the cute little Nike shoes. I just don't want that. I, w- I would you know much what it prefer is like me? a voucher for food or I don't know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, or something for you. Something for the mum is yeah, always nice. It's kind of hard nice. to know what the, to get. but like if I you mean, know everyone them. likes a massage. Well, actually, it's yeah. maybe not true. But um, I don't know. Something that's like a little thoughtful. I, don't know. I mean, I would. A lip balm? I don't know. Yeah. Something. But 
yeah, just something. You know what you know what the annoying thing people get is? Love you guys if you have ever bought this for my kids, but um it's like soft toys. Oh, okay, yeah. <sighs> Hate them. We have like seven hundred. I, I don't was know where just they came gonna from. say, yeah, Chuggy has a lot. He it's kinda like, cute though. This is the thing though. Looks cute I think room. we think that he has a lot because I'm like Get these out of my house. Yeah, it's, re- it's really actually in reality. He has maybe 10. like, yeah, probably like 10 to 15. Maybe that's a lot. That sounds know. like a lot. But <laughs> it like, doesn't look like a lot. I would say the kids like toys and stuff are like in their room. Like we don't have them spread out through the house. I couldn't live like that. No. I Kudos mean, a lot to of- you if you can. God, I'd love to have that like level of calm over like yeah. people that can just like live live with their kids stuff around and be like i'll clean when they go to bed like oh i wish i no, was like you that couldn't do th- you actually couldn't do that i couldn't i yeah. couldn't it's so annoying yeah but anyway off topic off topic sorry we'll get back on track <laughs> clean people's fucking houses that's what i want you to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> offer the offer to help don't even offer just force it upon people all right last one for you what is your favorite thing about being a mum my favorite thing about being a mum is... Probably hard to choose one, but what's yeah, something it that is... sort of stands <laughs> no. out for you? <laughs> uh, it is... Um, being a mum, I think, would be two different answers. Being a mum of one was, like, just having a, a little bestie. Yeah, a little Like, bug. Mars... You wouldn't really, like... Once he kind of got older, you probably didn't really feel super lonely, like... Just a little friend to go There's around. There's just something. Honestly, there was something about Mars. I don't know. This sounds a bit like woo-woo That's okay. vibes. But when he was born, I remember looking at him and just feeling so, like, just had this, like, calm wash over me. I was like, I felt like I've known you before. Like, you're mm. so familiar to me. He didn't feel like this new like he just felt like he just fitted in straight away just like like was, you'd already like you knew him yeah before. like or i you knew, already him knew him before he just felt like a soulmate like yeah. and he's all he truly like to this day so he, he felt like, like that yeah exactly like you actually <laughs> that's why i think why i remembered the feeling <laughs> um but like to this day we have i would say we have like quite a special bond like mm. he i don't know yeah he just felt like so familiar to me it was yeah. like the most whole feeling I've probably ever had in my life. Mm. Oh, that's so nice. Um, which I just loved. I think he's really is like my soulmate. And then having so that was my favorite thing about being a mum of okay, one. Bit offended. <laughs> um, that's fine though. I get it. You um, birthed him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Um, we don't have to tell him that. We can pretend no, it's still you. Thank you. Uh, and then being a mum of two is. Honestly, you've asked me on a bad week. I've had a really bad week. But my like, I actually thing... regret, regret being mum um, <laughs> altogether, so I have no highlights. No, no, no. Nothing is my favourite. I I think of two is like watching them together. I was just going to say, is it them like, just like having a really cute little so connection? It's so cute. It's just... Even though Melo can be a little bit of a bitch towards Mars. Oh. Like she's a bit of a smacker. No, she's she's actually quite mean to him. She made him cry last night. She punched oh. him in the face. But, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, but they do have like a really cute little mm. bond. Like she just always yesterday, again, side note, but yesterday they were playing this really cute game, which you would have died over, but oh. they were playing follow the leader. And oh. for like 15 minutes after Mars finished playing the game, Melo was just running around saying, Mars, follow, follow. Oh, she just, like wanted him, to, wanted him to play with her, which was so sweet. But they just have become like good little, little buddies, which I think is yeah. so cute. Um, and I love watching it and I hope that that stays around forever. I, I know how like I can see now why moms are so like obsessive about like their kids getting along. Yeah. Like they can't not be friends. I won't allow it. Yeah. Yeah. Fight me. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sharing all it's of, all of those things. I feel like we there's so many things we didn't cover, but that means more content for other episodes. All right. I have some questions for you now. Flipping the coin to the Flipping person. Flipping the coin. I'm actually really interested to hear these because we spend a lot of time talking about me as a mum because I am a mum, but yes. we don't always spend a lot of time talking about you thinking about it. I mean, obviously we have, but not a lot. So have mm. you ever wanted or longed to be a mummy? Very interesting because I remember distinctly being maybe 23 or 24 and Tony and I had just started dating and it's probably the only time I had like a pregnancy scare in quotation marks uh, because I my period was a little bit late and I was thinking like, you know, you know what? I would love to be a mum. Like mm. I would just love to have a baby. Uh, that quickly changed. Um, <laughs> and yeah, kind of since then I've, I've leaned more towards no, but in all honesty, I haven't ever had that natural kind of biological urge to procreate. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Maybe it'll Yeah, come. but I've, yeah, no, not particularly. Where are you kind of just touching it, but where are you currently at on this very moment on the scale of desperately wanting a baby to being a, an absolute no-no on the, the kid front? Yeah, definitely currently, which obviously is subject to change, but at the moment I'm leaning more towards no and just being like fun, sexy, cool auntie for the rest of my life. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I would selfishly like for you to have a kid, but then I would also selfishly like for you to not have a kid. Yeah, yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah. And to be I'm fair, to... I do actually genuinely feel really fulfilled by other people in my life having kids. Obviously, you. I'm so close with your mm. children and I adore them. Like, my heart feels like I have a part of their heart with me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's a weird way to explain it. You do it. have but a special bond with really them. really deeply, like, connected to them and I just – I love them so much. I could cry. Um, yeah. And I kind of, I almost weirdly feel sad at the thought of having my own kid and then not being as, being able to be as present for like Mars and Mellow. Yeah. I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like excited for you if you do have a kid, but I also have a little bit of like, oh. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. But then we just never know what that would look like. Yeah, exactly. You know them so well now. It's not like you're going to not love them. Like it's not going to, yeah. That's true. But yeah, definitely leaning more towards not right now slash don't know if ever what what is at the very top of your like pro and con list for having a baby like what's the top thing that you're like that would be amazing and I think I know it but what's the top thing for your con list as well okay the top thing would be I just think it would be so incredible to see what a little human that's half me and half Tony would be like because he's so beautiful and I love him so much that I think that would be oh I feel sick thinking about it just how amazing that would be I just think it would be stunning well potentially it could be ugly no. I'll still love you though little baby um, no 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 there's no way I everyone <laughs> listening has likely I would say 100% seen both of your faces and you are both stunning if you're pay for ugly, a lot of things there's no <laughs> still no he's gorgeous <laughs> That's okay, mate. I'll pay for my baby's face. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
that was a chart. I love a child. Yeah, mm. but that would be the top of my pros, just seeing what this little human would be like. And I think that's been part of the fun of Mars and Melo, like being like, oh, mm. Mars looks so much like you. Mm. And Melo looks a it lot like fun. Rick and being like, Mars is so much like Ez at the moment. Like that's been so lovely seeing that sort of genetics, genetics unfold. Like mm. I just find things like that so fascinating. And then cons, top of my cons list. It's just such a big change. It's It's not something you can come back from <laughs> like yeah you can't shove the baby back up and it dissolves no. or something I'll like try. that yeah Aaron's tried a couple of times actually um it's been weird to watch but, um, but yeah it's just I think that gives me like a a big dose of anxiety just thinking like if you do that you're not coming back from it and you can't really yeah. change your mind which yeah but do you think you could... It's life-changing, which to oh, me, yeah. as someone who already struggles with changes, um, obviously that would be a huge change. So, yeah. 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 But do you think you could actively decide not to have a baby? Like, could you sit down with Tony and say, okay, we're absolutely not having kids. That's not yeah, something we like want to do. Yeah, like you're getting a vasectomy and yeah. I'm tying my tubes. No, and I couldn't. And be comfortable with that. No, no. Yeah. I still definitely am wanting the opportunity to yeah yeah but you feel like at you th- you're thinking that at some point you think you will want I to. am more just hoping that my biological clock takes over my brain and, lets and, you know. and just forces me into being really clucky and feeling really strongly towards you know engaging in that sort of like maternal life because ultimately you would enjoy being a mum. You're just I don't unsure know. about it. Yeah. I would hope I would enjoy it. You would. But I don't know. I feel yeah. there's so many uncertainties. That's frustrating for you. Seeing you become a mum, it's not like there's nothing. You can't decide what your baby's going to be. Like you can't decide if they're going to sleep well. You can't decide if <laughs> no, you're going to have can't. a good. Yeah, you can't decide if you are going to have a good milk supply. There's so many things that are out of control. And for someone like me who struggles with not being in control of things, it's a lot. Yeah, but so do I. And you I just know, adjust. I but know. I think you've seen me go through like the dips in adjusting. So it's like yeah even more so I don't know I feel like you handled everything really gracefully I feel like I would maybe need to admit myself to like anyway I shouldn't say that you absolutely would not no you're very self-aware I think you yeah which is a protect which is a protective factor for limiting some kind of like mental breakdown and I think you also like second guess yourself I do I'm a very doubtful kind of person yeah and I think I think you would absolutely take it on the chin and be incredible but Mm -hmm. I think it's also shows that you are self-aware and mature and you know in in giving it the thought and not just like willy-nilly deciding to have one like I did (laughs) I know but like I do wish I was a bit willy-nilly with life with that specifically yeah. Anyway, Michael from my work, he's one of the nurses that I work with and he's just so, he's so beautiful. Shout out Michael. He would never listen to this because I'm not telling anybody at work that I have <laughs> Um, But he was like, Naomi, I think you just need to turn off your logical side of your brain and get in touch with 
like what's what's happening what's the in deep your soul, yearning. you yeah. know what's get more in touch with with you your need eggs. like reiki or something yeah yeah, yeah something. connecting with the eggs that's what he said he was like i think you need to like tune into the eggs and and like what wow. they're saying and what Thank you, what they're wanting and i was like you know what that's so true i spend so much time in this logical side of things where i'm like it would be really hard and it would change my life forever and what if i didn't like it and you don't get a choice over the kind of baby that you have i think ultimately just, you're not not going to like it yeah like you're not going to not like a product of you and Tony. I don't, I don't think that that happens. Yeah. I mean, sure it does for some people, but I don't think that that's going to happen. There are parts of it that you're going to find hard and there are parts of it that are going to wear you down. But in general, you're going to love them and that takes over the other things. Yeah. But also you need to give yourself the space to make that decision because yeah. you need to be comfortable. with. You can't spend nine months of your pregnancy absolutely fucking freaking out over it. Yeah, that's true. I probably would but we'll anyway <laughs> okay um another one and i'm not sure how um how much we want to dive in here if we should save it for another ooh, episode ooh but la. do you think your past struggles mm-hmm. with your body well we'll say past they're not as bad it's definitely improved no yeah past is in as in like full-blown eating disorder yeah, you, you, oh, that? you're not okay, str- yeah. currently struggling no, no, no. with an eating disorder no um Thank do you God. think that impacts the decision to have a baby or do you think it's just not really a um, thought? Yeah, no, not particularly because right now where I'm at in my life, like I haven't, you know, officially had an eating disorder for, you know, what, close to 10, no, no, less than that, close to like, like eight, eight, eight yeah. years. Um, and it's not really been something I've sort of struggled with. I think I'm more fall into that realm of, just a, a sort of normal level of, you know, body stuff. Body like any sort of 30-year-old. Hmm. Or like not particularly body dysmorphia, but just like general body kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think maybe a few years ago, I would have been a lot more like, oh my God, like I don't think I could go through a pregnancy and be okay. I think I potentially would have found it maybe a little bit triggering in terms of like um, like eating disorder related sort of things. Um, but I also think that's probably something before I have a baby, maybe I should address a little bit more with a professional. Um, yeah, maybe. Cause I you never know. have, right? No, I haven't. Mm. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday with Lucy Hale, that actor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was she was, to to she was talking about, apparently she struggled with like an eating disorder as mm. well. And she was saying, uh, that she never actually got professional help with it. She just kind of like moved into this phase of life where she had an Italian boyfriend who like loved food and, yeah. and like loved eating and things like that. And honestly, it's kind of similar to like what happened with me. Like I wasn't <laughs> dating Tony, but mm. well, and he is Italian. I'm Lucy Hale. Who knew? Um, <laughs> But yeah, I kind of just like almost like fell out of it in a weird yeah. way. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's definitely and it's not like nothing. It's not like you haven't had any like grievances in your life since then that have like that could have re-triggered it. Yeah, yeah. because you absolutely so have. If anything, I think I turned to food more as like a comfort, not yeah. binge eating, but no, like, but yeah, but you I enjoy. Cared, food. I cared way less, and I care way less about how I look now and things like that. I mm. eat, I eat what I want to eat. I'm not. I think like, you're more focused on like feeling good and yeah, that means 100%. eating well. Yes, exactly. A little bit off topic. Sorry guys. But, um, but you, do you like, you don't think that that's currently impacting your decision on whether no, or not you would have a baby? No, it's definitely more like my wider sort of 
life as a whole like having so much freedom having yeah. no responsibilities being able to do whatever i want Don't whenever i want yeah i can work where i want to work how mm. how i want to work i can earn money in in whatever way i choose so i i like having that flexibility and obviously that's something that changes when you have a kid so that's yeah, that's more the contributing factor than anything else yeah what would you say is like your number one fear though? Like, is it like, is it the impact on you mentally on your relationship? Is it like, I don't know, the climate, the world burning to the ground, the likelihood of that is, that (laughs) is genuinely a contributing factor. And I do really struggle with that. I read this really good book called the most important job in the world by Gina Rushton. Mm, I think think her name is. It's really good because she sort of goes through all of these. It was comforting in the sense of like, she interviewed a lot of scientists, a lot of climate related smart people um who who <laughs> had you darling yeah you actually Erin does that as a job everyone um she interviewed a bunch of smart people who were really engaged in that sort of realm of climate change and things but a lot of them were still choosing to have kids mm. which to me I was like that's that's pretty comforting and a lot yeah. of them expressed a lot of hope for the future of the climate but for me currently now I do it is something that I worry about and I worry about if I had a child, my kids living through extreme kind of weather events and stuff. I just think like how awful it was that year we did New Year's in Wollongong in the bushfires oh, on the South Coast. Terrible. Like it was just horrendous. The sky was black. It was so ominous. It was so scary. I mean, we've had something every year though. It was like every that year, and then it was like floods. the countries underwater and yeah, that's no, that's not going to stop happening though. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I just, I do, I do feel confronted by by that whole sort of thing. I often wonder about how much, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get I mean, too dug into you could, it. Yeah, it's it's you could definitely go down a rabbit hole, and yeah, it can. It's definitely a contributing factor. The climate crisis. Would you say that's like your top fear though? Mm, no, or my, it's more insular. My top fear is probably a bit more, yeah, insular in the sense of like, my top fear is just the fear of change. Yeah. The, the massive life-altering change that comes with being a mum. Very valid. Yeah, very, very, valid. very valid. Yeah, And All I've right. witnessed it firsthand with you, darling, so... This is true. Yeah. All right, last one. This is, this is, this is my juicy one. I don't know how juicy it is, but uh-huh. it is... What is one thing, after seeing me be a mum and the things that... The way that I parent or the things I do with my, my kids, mm-hmm. you would do differently to me you would actively seek to do differently to what I do oh my god I hate this um (laughs) um I would like absolutely everything (laughs) no I would feed them better um (laughs) no not at all I think you feed your kids really well babe um okay something I would do differently okay (laughs) you've spoken about on this episode multiple times I would just I think I'd be quite strict in terms of like a sleep routine. Yeah, highly. I say routine loosely. Yeah. yeah. Mainly because I think it's a difference between you and I, like you're someone you kind of can just sort of like mentally, you're very strong in that sense with being tired. Like you don't even look tired right now. And you've been up since three 30. I would look like a zombie. I did have a 45 and feel like a zombie. Yeah. I know, but still, yeah, I think it would just be kind of, not like strictly sleep training them, but I would probably have giving them like try to be because I know it's hard to even do that. But I would try to be a little bit more structured with the sleep thing. But anyway, no, I, I think... love you and what you do with your kids. <laughs> 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 no, I, no, I think I think that's great. I think if I could 
Oh, I don't know. I do love like we we co sleep and feed about seventy five times through the night. But if I could go back, I think oh, part of me loves it so much. But then part of me is like, I think that I would be a more patient person if I had more of a routine. But I think that you can have like you can really find like a happy medium there. Yeah, I think you can like and also you have to know who you are and you know that you are someone that is going to function I better need, off sleep. You're also sleep. older. Like yeah. I was, well, likely when you have kids, you will be Yeah, older. well, I would be potentially 10 years older than what exactly. you were when you had kids. And I didn't know any of that. And I think yeah. like there, I think when you're older, you're going to be working for, like we just had a different situation. We could mm. kind of do that. But now with Mello, my God, I'm like, is it too late to fucking sleep train her? I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. She literally wakes. She's, she... That's oh my god, yeah. she's terrible. Like I think she might be worse than Mars, which is which shocking, shocking because he was terrible. He was really bad. She like, oh, so bad. Like yeah, she'll wake up forty minutes after I put her to sleep and think she's just had enough. See, I just, I don't. Are you joking? I am a very patient person. That would really test me. Oh, and I'm not a patient person. It fucking sends me over the edge. I'm like, go yeah. to sleep. And you have to be, because she, she doesn't know. Yeah, I know. But I'm just like, it's almost like she doesn't. It's like you're doing this pissing off. I know. That's what it's it feels like. like. Yeah. See. Oh. And then she did that last night and then I finally got her down and then she was up at three, you know, three forty-five or whatever this morning. It's just a um, lot, you know, it's yeah. just the sleep thing I think is something that, and it's like, if there's something you can do to like mitigate all of the other things that you're going to have to be putting up with in terms of change, sleep is that, is that thing. Yes. Because to me, sleep is the foundation of just like a healthy, as healthy as possible life. Like sleep is yeah. the foundation of the essence of life. You know, <laughs> it truly I is. I think that like, having being comfortable to recognize that you need sleep and putting putting mm. tools like having tools to put you know boundaries in place for that and then also like being comfortable with combo feeding or whatever mm. those are the two things that you can do to like help yourself adjust yeah two things i didn't do <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's just definitely but something i would prioritize and i only know that it's something I'd want to prioritize because I've had the, had the privilege of seeing you raise your kids and be a really amazing mum and things. But then I also love so many things you do. I love that you co-sleep. I just think it's the cutest, coziest thing ever. And I laugh every time crazy. Enrico shows me how he has to sleep in the bed with basically one leg on the floor because Mars and Mello and you are also in the bed a lot of the time. I don't um, feel sorry for him no. at all because Mello's attached to my tit the whole time. So I'm sure he's still having a better sleep, but... Sorry, babe. Um, sorry, not sorry. Well, thanks for sharing, sweetie. I think that's all I thanks had stuff. for you, but I think we, we covered a lot. We covered a lot. I think we did quite well staying on topic, if I do say so myself. Uh, but yeah, obviously there's a few things in there that I think we could expand on. So you, I mean, you guys let us know, is there something that we touched on that you would really like a bit more detail on? And we are absolutely more than happy to <laughs> do another episode. Your wish is our command. <laughs> yes. Uh, we cool. can we could keep going for another three hours, but we won't. So yeah, let us know if there's things in there that you want a bit more more detail on. Alrighty. No, that's all. Now in episode three, we are going to do a little chat about relationships and our our relationships. Yeah. Yeah, Aaron's marriage, getting married, all of that kind of stuff. Me not being married. God, I'm just such a rebel. <laughs> I'm not married and I'm not having children. Um, yeah, but thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks for all the love on episode one. We hope you like this episode two. We'll catch love you next it. time. Love you. Bye. Bye.